Welcome back to another episode of the five-minute primary care psychiatry consult. Today's episode, we'll be hearing from one of our TNT mentors, Dr. Andrew Huria, who will be presenting a child psychiatry case. Dr. Huria is board certified in psychiatry and child and adolescent psychiatry, licensed to practice in the state of California. The following statements are not medical advice and the opinions expressed are her own. Hi, my name is Anju Huria, and I'm going to be presenting a child psychiatry case. Sarah is a 16-year-old female with no past psychiatric history who presents to her pediatrician's office due to worsening headaches. Parents are concerned because Sarah was previously an A and B student, but now has two Ds in her classes. They were also notified that she is missing several assignments at school. Parents have noticed that she has been isolating more in her room and not wanting to eat meals with the family. Patient reports that over the last few months, she has had low mood and has been crying more frequently. She got in a fight with her best friend and they have not talked in three weeks, but other than that, she denies any other triggers. She reports wanting to do well in school, but not being able to concentrate or have the energy to do her assignments. She is having trouble falling asleep at night even though she feels tired. She admits to having thoughts of not wanting to live, but does not identify any plan. She denies any self-harm behavior, such as cutting. She denies substance use. She denies feelings of guilt. She hasn't been eating as much and has lost eight pounds in the last three months. She reports not feeling as hungry. She also reports, I just don't feel like myself. Sarah meets criteria for a major depressive episode. She reports decreased mood, decreased interest, decreased energy, decreased concentration, and decreased appetite. She also endorses thoughts of not wanting to live. There are several things to consider in this case. First, at the beginning of the interview, it is important to disclose to the team who you will be sharing their information with. It is helpful to state that you will need to share if they are in a danger to themselves or a danger to others with their parents, but otherwise what they share is confidential. Second, it is helpful to get a medical workup, including thyroid, check for anemia, vitamin D and B12 to rule out medical causes for her decreased mood and energy. In this case, due to the headaches, it would also be good to refer for an eye exam. Third, getting a thorough family history. Do parents suffer from depression, anxiety, bipolar, or schizophrenia? Do they take any medications? What is the social history? Is there any stress or abuse in the home? Fourth, at this first visit, it's important to create a safety plan for the patient. If these thoughts of not wanting to live grow stronger, who can she contact to let them know? Would she feel comfortable telling a parent? This would be a good time to give the number for the National Suicide Hotline. With a safety plan, you would be planning with the patient what steps they would take if they start to feel worse. Fifth is psychoeducation. For many kids and teenagers, this is the first time talking about their mental health with a healthcare provider. 
helping them to understand depression, how it presents, and different treatment options are important. The American Academy of Child and Adolescent Psychiatry has facts for families, which are sheets of paper that you can print off the internet in English or Spanish that educate the public on different mental health topics. This is useful to give to the patient and family so they can read more at home. This is also a good time to do psychoeducation on therapy and how it can help with depression. Many people are afraid of therapy, so taking a few minutes to explain what that will be like is important. I always share with teens that it's important they feel the therapist is a good fit for them and someone they can open up to and that they have a choice of who they work with. We also may discuss medications as an option. We would usually start with a medication under the class of serotonin agents like Prozac, Zoloft, or Lexapro for depression. In children and teens, we would start at a lower dose than adults and increase more slowly. So for example, instead of Trozac 20 milligrams, like we would start in an adult, we would start at 10 milligrams for a teenager. We would monitor the patient closely, ideally weekly for the first month. Lastly, the depression is affecting the patient's education. It may be helpful to write a letter to the school to see if there is extra support they can offer the student during this time. This is a lot of information for a first visit for a patient, so I would have them return soon to do a follow-up and see if they have questions. If you like what you heard today and are a primary care provider interested in learning more about primary care psychiatry, visit the TNT PCP Fellowship website at www.psychiatry.uci.edu slash TNT or follow us on Twitter at TNT PCP.